Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay and had a good weekend. The weather's finally brightened up a bit, hasn't it? Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on Monday, April the 3rd. And it's been a weekend of major disruption at the Port of Dover as the Easter getaway got off to the worst possible start for hundreds of holidaymakers. Cars, lorries and coaches trying to cross to France were stuck for more than 14 hours on their way to the port. PE teacher Katie Breward was taking students on a ski trip to the Alps and spoke to us on Sunday morning. So we set off from Wrexham at 7am yesterday morning. Uh, we had quite a good trip down to be fair until we got to Folkestone and we were stuck there for probably about two to two and a half hours. So the last time our kids got off the coach was at, um, at 12 midday yesterday. We arrived at the port of Dover at about 4pm um, and were put into a holding bay. At midnight last night we were moved um, into another holding bay and we were probably there for about an hour and a half. There were, there were no toilet facilities there. Um, at that point, um, P&O gave us um, some Kit Kats. They've run out of water. Uh, we're a very organised school. We, we told the kids to get ready for this. We, took, we brought extra water, but we're out of everything now. Um, it, it's getting to a pretty dire situation, really. I've worked in the ski industry. I know that Easter and February are crunch times. But uh, we've never experienced anything like this. It's absolutely ridiculous. To say that it, somebody from P&O did tell us last night, oh, it's like this at Easter. It's absolutely not. Like I said earlier, we've got hundreds of years' experience between us leading trips over to the continent. We've never, ever had this before. Um, and we've got two very experienced coach drivers with us and they've never, ever had this. It also had a huge impact on local roads in that part of the county. Well, today, you'll be pleased to hear that a critical incident has now been stood down. The Home Secretary says it's been caused by a combination of factors and insists Brexit is not to blame. Well, first, let's hear from former Justice Secretary Sir Robert Buckland. Well, I think, um, I mean, for my layman's eye looking on, uh, it does seem that there's a, comp- a, 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 a confluence of issues. I think that um, there's no doubt that some of the increased checks that uh, now are necessary uh, since we left the EU will be a part of that. Um, I I think that um, uh, all the authorities on both sides of the channel, both the French and the British authorities, have to work even harder to make sure that those short straights are working as effectively as possible at times of maximum pressure. You know, it should be no surprise to anybody that we've hit the Easter holiday season. We're going to have lots of school parties, we're going to have lots of families wanting to travel. Uh, and it does seem to me to be um, somewhat of, of a, a problem here that this uh, this particular backlog was allowed to grow. I gather that things have, have eased somewhat overnight, but uh, putting myself in the shoes of those families and businesses, it must have been horrendous over the last few days and the authorities have got to work even harder to make sure that we minimise repeats uh, of this type of blocking. Labour disagree about that Brexit line. Shadow Home Secretary Yvette Cooper has also been speaking about the situation. Oh, it's a total nightmare for those children. You had school trips being cancelled that they will have been looking forward to and then just, you know, cancelled as a result of all of this chaos. Look, clearly there are additional passport checks and things as a result of Brexit that's obviously factually the case but our approach has been to say we need to make Brexit work and that means doing proper planning and having proper systems in place and it is 
it's just incomprehensible that the Home Secretary, the Transport Secretary failed to work with the Port of Dover, with the French authorities to have proper planning in place for coach parties, because that's what it comes down to, is the arrangements for coach parties. They ought to be able to get a grip and work together, but we need some leadership, again, from the Home Secretary, rather than her just blaming everyone else, which sadly is something that the Conservative ministers keep doing. Well, Port Bosses say a review is going to be carried out to ensure sure this doesn't happen again. Don't forget, you can hear the very latest travel news as it happens in the county via our sister radio station, KMFM. You can also follow our travel blog at Kent Online. Kent Online News. Other top stories for you today. In a Medway man who punched a pub landlord in the face and threatened him with a hammer in a row over his daughter's wages has avoided jail. Miles Priestley went into the Red Dog in High Halstow and demanded £20 on Christmas Eve. The 46-year-old from Vigian Avenue in who has been given a suspended sentence and ordered to pay more than £200. An Ashford criminal's been found guilty of stalking a woman he started a relationship with after she wrote to him in prison. A court heard Harley Webb would turn up unannounced and leave threatening voice notes after they broke up. The 33-year-old from Chilmington Green has been ordered to do 200 hours of unpaid work. A five-year restraining order has also been put in place. A butcher shop in Ashford has been given a zero star hygiene rating after inspectors found a toilet in a food preparation area. This is one of the most read stories on the website today and if you head to Kent Online you can see pictures showing the toilet behind a curtain at Rayon Butcher and Grocery on Beaver Road. There was also an illegal import of meat products and concerns about cleaning methods. The owner says he's working to address concerns that were raised in the report. A man's been banned from the roads and fined for drug driving offences in Gravesend. Luke Reynolds was found to have cocaine in his system and was charged with drug driving, possession of cannabis and driving without a licence or insurance. He's been banned from getting behind the wheel for 12 months and fined £200 as well as separate fines for other offences. And police have seized three catapults from a group of boys who were caught on CCTV firing them near a park in Ashford. 55 ball bearings were also confiscated when officers were called to Victoria Park yesterday after Kent Online reports. Now, we've got some road news for you now. First up, there are calls for a new pedestrian crossing at a busy junction near Ashford. Amid concerns, someone could end up seriously injured. A dad has set up a petition for a button to control the traffic lights where the A28 meets Bybrook Road in Kennington. Chaco Pradeep Jacob says at the moment, you have to hope for a gap in the traffic to cross blindly. He's been speaking to our reporter, Leanne Castle. I use this road quite often. Uh, on a daily basis and I found sometimes people are taking a risk to cross this road and uh, waited uh, for a very long time um, to see it's been flagged up and it was not being flagged up so I I had a bit of a time at the moment so I thought you know let me let me raise a petition to come come back and see how it's going to look it and we had a good response on our Kennington Forum, which is a very active community. And I found um, there, you know, there were around a lot of people who wanted to raise this, but couldn't raise it. But, and we are here now. And when you say you've seen sort of people taking 
If you head to the story at Kent Online, you can find a link to that petition. Elsewhere, there are calls for more safety measures on a road between Wingham and Sandwich, two years on from a serious crash. People walking along the stretch of the A257, known as the Shuttling Strait, say they often fear for their lives because of the narrow pavement and speeding drivers. In March 2021, a tipper truck crashed into a tractor while trying to overtake. The county council say they have no money for physical improvements but could help with an awareness campaign. And finally, it's claimed dangerous and unacceptable parking near a school near Sittingbourne is putting children at risk. Grove Park Primary in Bobbing is close to a new housing development and there are no yellow lines on one side of the road. And residents have been telling us it's a real problem. I think it's unusual, isn't it, to have a road where there are no restrictions in, in a residential area. I know that some neighbours have put notes on some cars. Um, there was a note put on one that was parked on a corner down there, which was dangerous. And there was also one up here. They literally parked on, I think it was one of the roads that went up to the left. And again, they're literally parking on corners. We are line sorted out or permit parking uh, in between, say, hours of uh, nine and four, really. And I think that will solve 98% of the problem. The problem is the parking along the corner there at the end of Vellum Drive, going around to the main road. Uh, there's a lot of congestion that's happening, basically because all of, all of these offices here the uh, the workers are parking all along there whereas they could be given parking within there you know the site there there's plenty of parking for them to be given there staff have also said that parking opposite the school gates is becoming a hazard and they've had several near misses because of speeding drivers Kent online reports Cineworld has cancelled the sale of its UK and US cinemas. The company, which has sites in Rochester, Ashford and Dover, filed for bankruptcy last year, you may remember, and has struggled to find a buyer. But they're now going through a financial restructuring, which will allow the venues to keep running. The government's going to make a final decision on controversial plans for a housing estate in Faversham. Proposals for more than 150 properties on land off Love Lane were first put forward in December 2021, but a decision wasn't made by the local council in time. Now the developers have lodged an appeal with the planning inspectorate. Now you've probably heard of breakfast clubs for children. Well now one has opened on Sheppey for parents who are skipping meals to ensure their children are fed. New research shows more than half
half of adults here in the southeast are having to go without as the cost of living crisis continues. Ten tonnes of healthy cereal and 5,000 gallons of milk are being distributed with the help of charity Neighbourly. Their CEO, Steve Butterworth, says it's not just low-income families who are struggling. He's been speaking to our reporter, Kate Faulkner. There was some consumer research that, that took place and it, it found that, that nationally almost 44%, almost half, so 44%, of, of parents are skipping meals to ensure there's enough food to then feed their their families. But you know, unfortunately in the Southeast, it found that actually, you know, it was over 50%, it's 51% of parents from lower income families in the Southeast are skipping meals. So, you know, that paints a, a pretty challenging picture of, of what we're we're seeing out there. And if you look at that against the, the backdrop of the research that was carried out by the Food Foundation um, through February, that was published last week, uh, you know, you're, you're seeing that this is obviously not limited to people who are out of work. This is, you know, in work families as as well. So, you know, across the, the likes of those that are employed in the NHS and in social care, um, you know, we're seeing, you know, again, high numbers you know, by that, like sort of 20 to 25 percent um, are having to provide the sort of sacrifice that we've just discussed around supporting their, their families and taking the hit themselves on on meals. But you know, I think, yeah, the fact that the southeast is above the national average on the back of the research that was carried out you know, is uh, you know, makes for some challenging times ahead. It's interesting when you hear you know, phrases like food poverty and food insecurity. I think there's, you know, to my uh, to my mind, there is no such thing as food poverty. There's just poverty. Um, but where you're sort of starting to see this sort of food insecurity play out is, as, as you describe, having individuals that are, are in work and are still needing to go and get support from um, organisations that have got food that could be redistributed. But interestingly, you're finding organisations that would never classify themselves as a food bank, providing supplementary services to their service users along the lines of food, such as schools. Um, and it's these sorts of initiatives like Aldi are doing that are, you know, again, providing a you know, really valuable input, but actually raising awareness that this is a real problem. It's a holistic challenge right now, which is not just limited to putting food on the table. So you can't just say, well, there's just not enough food to go around, and I'm, but I'm fine the rest of my life. And um, you know, I think what we're trying to do is say, you know, in in the whole sort of hierarchy of needs, if you can address that ability to be able to feed your family, then you can start to put in place the building blocks to tackle other challenges that that might be going on that you know may be part of the reason you're in that situation, or, or not as the case may be. But if you are um, finding it difficult right now, and and we we all saw the 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 surprising inflation rates in February again. Then you know, this isn't going to go away, and there's blatantly a knock-on effect then to to people's mental health and well-being when it comes to. Um, being able to to tackle these challenges. The food will be taken to Halfway House Primary School at Minster. Kent Online News. This is one of our most read stories on the site today. A really lovely story about a Canterbury woman who had a baby while she was still at school, but now says she was determined not just to be another single mum on benefits. Louise Mansell was just 16 when she fell pregnant with baby Ella, but the support of her family and school meant she was able to finish her studies and now she's a fully qualified primary school teacher. She's been speaking to our reporter, Jerry Warren. Your initial idea of 16 and pregnant, you think that's your kind of life over really and that's what you're going to dedicate your time to is having a baby and nothing else. But for me, I, I thought this is, this is actually a blessing that I can now do what perhaps I didn't appreciate when I was young is actually making sure that Ella, She's she good. has the best life that 
she deserves. So you were able, but crucially, you were able to go back to your studies, which is what you wanted. Yeah, to be that best role model for Ella, I thought, you know, I want to be the best person I can be now as well. And I knew I wanted to do, work with children. Um, so I went back to school and I studied for um, A-levels and then went on to university to do my early childhood studies degree. But I was still working, um, so I get that experience as well that perhaps mm. I didn't have. Um, which was really handy as well because it also taught me because I was working at a nursery it also taught me how to be a good mum and all the things that needed to be done to look after your children too um, and then yeah after I got my degree I knew that teaching was what I wanted to do and I went on to doing it being a TA for a bit to get more teaching school experience and yeah now I'm a qualified teacher. But I think the message you want to get across to any young teenage girls who find themselves in the situation you're in that that isn't the end of their career that there is potential there's so many different ways that you can get into doing those jobs and those dream the things that you dreamt of doing as with your older that you think at that time I'm 16 and pregnant I'm not going to be able to do this now um, there is always a way and I think that's really important to know and if you talk about what you want to do there's lots of support and help out there for you to find what it is that you want to do and get to that point as well and you were fortunate in that you had a good backing from the school um uh, and and your family um to be able to allow you to do that yeah 100 percent. i think without my family and the support that i received both from my family and tom's family um and from the outer support so you know university perhaps um didn't, I didn't always didn't get the grades exactly that I needed to get in but they, I went through clearing and they got me in and now I'm I've got a 2-1 degree and now I'm doing I'm a qualified teacher so without those opportunities which I think they appreciate more now um, perhaps when I was younger um, yeah without those opportunities from the university from the schools from my family mm. I wouldn't be able to have got where I am today. Louise went on to marry her high school sweetheart. Ella is now 11 and has a little brother and sister. Campaigners have launched a fight to save an ancient woodland near Leybourne and Westmoreland. The area covers 21 acres between Burling Road and the A228 Leybourne and Westmoreland bypass and has been put on sale for £150,000. A petition calling for the parish council to buy the land and guarantee its protection has so far been signed by more than 1,600 people. Ed Sheeran has knocked Miley Cyrus off the number one spot on the Kent Top 40 over on our sister radio station KMFM. His new song Eyes Closed has replaced Flowers, which is now at number three in the chart. Niall Horan's Heaven is at number two. And Lego's Brick Festival is returning to Kent for the first time in five years. There'll be building competitions, model displays and exclusive minifigures on show at Maidstone Leisure Centre near Moat Park. The event is going to be on April the 22nd. Kent Online Sports. Football and it was a disappointing trip to Barrow for Gillingham at the weekend. They conceded a last-minute goal to lose 2-1 on the road. Boss Neil Harris wasn't a happy man following the final whistle. First half, rubbish. Absolutely rubbish first half. In fact, Phil, before I start, to the fans, the nutters that come all that way to watch us today, a huge thanks for me and my players and my staff and the football club. 320. Yeah, look, brilliant. Um, I, I cannot praise them, thank them. I think they're crazy, <laughs> um, but it's so much appreciated. So thank you. First half was rubbish. 
absolutely rubbish. Um, Barrow went to a back five with two holding mids to, to, to nullify us and pay the respect that we're the third best team in the FL since, since uh, New Year's Day. And, and we just didn't do enough to break it down. Um, you know, credit to the players on the back of recent results, and rightly so. Um, but I've bemoaned at Walsall about standards. Today, the attitude was, was, was excellent. Um, the level of performance in the first half was, was, was terrible. Um, we just did second half got a little bit more of our identity back with um, Ollie Hawkins uh, coming on at half-time and we looked much better and was the better team in the second half and, and, and deserved to get on, on level terms. Um, but then I just said to the boys, my, my biggest disappointment is, is just the manner of the goal. You know, just, just I don't want to stand in front of you guys every away game just bemoaning being a crap League 2 team. Like, because that's what that last goal is. You have a cheap foul away by their corner flag which is unprofessional. Their goalkeeper kicks up away to yards. We don't get a first contact. Masenta Raf has to run back towards his own corner flag to give a, a, a corner away when we shouldn't be doing that. And then we defend the first ball into the box and we don't get out of the box. It's like, it's just... It's, it, I, I can't... I, I just can't have it. And I'm not prepared to have it. I'm not going to have it next year. Um, so, as you can tell, I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated for the fans that have travelled. I'm frustrated for the players that we give a poor goal away. But we have, we have to do better. You know, they're not they're not the things that I expect from my team and accept from my team. The second half performance in general was 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 a lot brighter. Did you feel we deserved something from the game? Um, we we were better team second half. I thought we deserved to win the second half. Um, Glenn makes a really good save um, just before um, just before we score, and, and that's that's the fine elements of football. And then, um, but but you know, Tom Nichols have been a little bit more clinical. Should should score. Should score. Um, I said to him half time, it's got us to go in the first half, and he and he has to put it right second half, and then he should put it right, but doesn't have the clinical nature to, to score the ruthlessness in the in the in the, in the game today. Um, but again, it's just the levels that I demand from players, and I, and I want. Um, but we, we deserve to get back on level terms. We deserve to win the second half because we're by far the better team. Um, but then to get sucker punched like that is like something again. It's exactly the same, and that's and that's why we're at the level and we've come on a hugely long way. And we're all proud of it and, and you know, delighted of it. But I keep saying I'm not prepared to stand still, and I'm not prepared to accept the players standing still, and 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 it, it won't it won't be accepted. The result means the Jills are back down to 19th in League Two and nine points from the relegation zone. Coming up, it's a busy Easter weekend for the side. They welcome Doncaster Rovers to Priestfield on Good Friday and travel to Northampton Town on Bank Holiday Monday. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. And to sign up to that, you just need to head to kentonline.co. UK. Don't forget, over the Easter holidays, you can check out everything that's going on in the county by clicking on the What's On section of the website. We've got plenty of ideas there on how to keep the little ones entertained. We'll be back with the podcast tomorrow. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.